Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Melissa Brown, who joins us on the show. I think it's time that we started having healthy conversations about money. The Thinker Girls. Hello. Hola. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for (laughs) joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, girls. (laughs) The Thinker Girls, all the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. We're glad to be hanging with you guys for the next half an hour. Hey. What's happened? you got a bubble in your throat. I just had a, a, uh, a collection of saliva all at once. That happened on the radio show the other night too where you got this weird... Well, it's funny that you say that because my throat must have gotten so dry... And then I, I don't know, I had a gurgle, which nobody heard, thank goodness. But then I went home and actually found myself w- waking up in a coughing attack with the same raspiness in my throat. It's oh. quite bizarre. So I don't know if I'm if I'm getting a bit of a cold or if there's something that's lurking around. But anyway. Look it up in the back of the Louise Hay book. I've just started reading it. After, Did you buy it? Yeah, I bought it online. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was up to like quarter to one last night reading it. Were you? Hmm. Uh, it's called You Can Heal Your Life. Uh, a lot of you may already know, and it's of been co- around for many, years. It was many the 25th um, anniversary edition that I actually bought. And, of course, the first and the funnest thing to do was go straight to the back and oh, yeah. look up all of the all of my ailments so I learnt, learnt quite a bit about that. It's kind of called metaphysics so essentially mm. she's got a belief system uh, and you know with good with good research back behind it that a lot of the physical uh, issues that we have are caused by emotional responses or emotional issues. Well I went through all of mine I was like scoliosis all right cool look that up acne look that up um, what else there were well, a few. What did like, they say? Acne is um hate. Ooh, yeah and, that's you, like my and you know why and you know why we all of us love popping pimples because like getting rid of hate. I was speaking to our eyebrow lady about that the other day, actually. And then scoliosis. And then I, I'd been through all of mine. I can't remember what the other – there were a few more. And I yelled out to Zane, my boyfriend. I'm like, Zane, what have you got wrong that I can look up? He was like, knees. I don't know, yelled out a few other things. I'm like yelling them back to him. So I'm like, this is fun. Yeah. yeah. Everyone gets over that. Just yeah. giving you a warning. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing it for 10 years and it's not always received very well. So – just a bit of a heads up that everyone's yeah. not interested in the fact that they may have, uh, you know, anger towards their father and therefore they've got a sore on their elbow. I got you know? I got that from that. That's bullshit from the other room yeah. from him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, picks and choose. You pick and choose. Um, he'll take it sometimes, though, yeah, I bet Yeah, let's you. hope so. This particular chick uh, is going to join us and offer something that I don't think we have ever covered on this podcast before, which after three years of doing the show, it is quite a remarkable thing. This chick is an entrepreneur, an accountant, a financial advisor. She's an author speaker and she's a self-confessed shoe addict. And we are talking about expert Melissa Brown who joins us on the show. Hey, girl. Hi, how you doing? Hey, we're great, Mel. It's good to have you on the show. Can't wait to, to get stuck into, I reckon, a topic that um, I reckon both of us for a while too and a lot of people probably listening have just enjoyed avoiding. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so you're so not alone. So um, many people avoid talking about money. You've written a you've written a lot, but there is a financial fairy tale book pack that you can actually buy. That I don't know. Did you create it for Christmas, where people need to really hone in <laughs> on their news resolutions? But if you want to have a look at um at the kinds of work that Mel's done, Melissa Brown with an e dot com dot au is where you can find that. Exactly. Mm, Well, let's get some of the expertise in that book in this show because I'm very interested to hear (laughs) what you have to say. If you haven't listened to the show before, hello. We are two chicks talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying each and every week on this podcast. But also, uh, we got a radio show this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. remember that guy? Uh, On the Kiss and Mix network around the country from 7 till 9 at night. That's right. Um, Or you can download the Everyday Podcast if you live in a place where, I don't know, you can't get that on your radio. You can just get it at thethinkergirls.com.au. If you um, haven't listened to the show, as I said, we each bring a gem to the table, uh, something that's on our mind that we're thinking but not saying. We each have a go at it. Uh, Philip the Duck will rein us in for you regulars. If you don't know, that's just basically our alarm to tell us to shut the fuck up. And then we move <laughs> along. Uh, let's do a quick contents, ladies, uh, and tell everybody what they can expect for the next 30 or so minutes. Melissa, do you want to give us your headline of what's on your brain today? Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about sex, money, and the ick factor. Ooh, so love it. The fact that we'll talk about sex, but we just won't talk about money. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I want to get stuck into why fights are seen as such a negative thing, but I actually think they can be super positive because a lot of good has come out of one that I had earlier in the week. Okay, mm-hmm. good one. I want to talk about uh, how you have encouraged me to free something on my face mm-hmm. that I think for a very long time when I was younger, hated, yep. then became a little bit more comfortable with it and now I'm trying to activate it in my daily routine. Oh, this is amazing. I've mm. actually affected your face. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Um, Melissa, do you want to kick this off as our guest? Yeah, sure. So um, I think that Sex in the City and Girls and Fifty Shades of Grey have all meant that we can talk about sex. Um, so we're really comfortable talking about something that maybe we thought we shouldn't be talking about, uh, whereas money is something we just want to leave in the dark, in the bedroom, and have nothing to do with when it comes to our friendships and our conversations. And I think it's time that we started having healthy conversations about money, which is exactly what you girls are doing. I think for so long, Melissa, um, you told, just like the sex thing, that some things are rude to talk about. And I know yep. I certainly grew up in a household where it's like you don't talk about money. You don't talk about how much you earn. You don't talk about what your rent is. You don't ask other people. It's kind of mm. like this big blanket no-no. It's but I, Yeah, it's yeah. A, this rude thing. But I think sometimes that can extend so, so far into your life that it can become a negative and detrimental thing because that avoidance of that topic then ends up you avoiding it in your own life. Even just for basic, yeah, yeah, basic month-to-month stuff, I think. It's an interesting thing because I've had a really interesting relationship with money. I I didn't come from a lot and I didn't have great examples uh, of people showing me, I suppose, how you can have the capacity to save and do all of that. I had a dollar mine account like the best of it. (laughs) But um, but after that, I suppose my mum and dad divorced, so we became a sole parent house. And that was a really different story for me. So I associated money with struggle, you know, essentially how are we going to pay the rent? That's how full on, and I don't admit this a lot, but there's a story where even to the point where the landlord came to our house and we hid 
Mm. Like that's how pretty dark it was for some time. So you can only imagine if that's what you remember or feel as a kid, Mm. that that's the last thing you want to be thinking about. It's all stored somewhere. Definitely. But But what happens is people often associate money with lack anyway. Mm. Um, So particularly in this era where most people assume they're not going to be able to buy a house anytime soon, particularly if you're younger, you just instantly associate money with lack. Because mm. I can't afford a deposit, which means because there's not always be able something to more that you want. Is that kind uh, of the thing? Yeah, it's something more that you want, but you just presume there's this big thing that you're going to miss out on because you can't afford it. So therefore, you just avoid the whole conversation. It's such about an emotion, such an emotional thing, too, isn't it, Melissa? And oh, I reckon yes. with that whole housing, sometimes it can go. When you said the lack, I thought, oh my god, that's so me and so everybody around me that's you know of a similar age, where it's like. Everybody's in the same boat where they're thinking, oh, fucking hell, it's too big, it's too fat, it's too hard to even Mm. contemplate or think about saving for a house deposit. So it almost goes the complete opposite end of the scale where you put your hands in the air and you're like, ah, well, stuff it. So then not only are you going, okay, let's let's bit by bit by bit by bit try and work at it because it is so big. It goes so far that you almost fight it where you go, stuff that I'm never going to be able to afford it anyway. So you then... You then almost uh, rebel against it and spend yeah. more than you have. Yeah, you sabotage and you think, well, screw it, I can't do it. So I may as well just enjoy myself. Melissa, before, um, I, before I ask you a question, a personal question about my situation currently, when you see girls that are coming in that potentially may have had those kinds of, uh, I suppose, um, I thought processes and, and, and positions yeah. that they find themselves maybe in their mid to late 20s, maybe early 30s, where they are looking to change it. What, what's been the thing that's made them shift? Or, or what do you think you need to get into your life to get you to, to get some awareness and to maybe take, I don't know, some ownership of whatever your position is? Yeah, I like to talk about designing the life that you want. So I think a lot of people are living this life by default where they presume that they're supposed to buy a house and they're supposed to get married and have two kids and there's this path that they're supposed to travel. Um, But that's actually not true. You actually have the opportunity to do whatever you want depending on what it is you want out of life. And a lot of the conversations that I have is what do you actually want out of life because money is simply a tool to get you to that place. Um, so not everyone should be owning a home not every, because you want freedom and flexibility. Uh, not everyone should be in a job. It might be the entrepreneurships for you. But figuring out what you want out of life, that's the first step. It's an interesting one because I had to really – because if I came from that – I guess I knew that things would be different for me and I was bloody determined Mm. to make sure they would be. But what comes with that and the emotional baggage that you have to work through when it comes to money is something really different. And I think a lot of the time we think you save or you go to see a financial advisor and that will be the thing. But for me, I had poor man mentality thought process for a really long time. And and I I kind of almost, you know, I had to work through this with a kinesiologist, like an actual therapist that said, Mm. "You, what do you associate with being comfortable or having money? Not even low but just anybody with money and I the words would be arrogant up mm, yourself mm, um yeah. you know a pompous these kinds of people that I had somehow been told were a person that I didn't want to be so that mm. is what money equated to me and I had to fuck yeah. that off like mm. she was like no you can you be you be that, no yeah. and still it doesn't be, have to change who you are and your values so yeah. I yeah. I overrode that and, and worked through that but it was really yeah. emotional it was really hard oh, and, I completely agree yeah it's tough it 
it, it, you kind of then for a while there also, because I was trying to make a bit of a difference, I then also felt ostracized to my family mm, because yeah. I was very proud of where I come from. And I, yeah. I, I'm very proud of my, my situation and who I am and I wouldn't change anything. But then wanting to be different also was very driven around money and also offered this real guilt that mm. if I, if mm. I want more for myself when it comes to finances – does that make me different to my family? Does it make you yeah. a bad person? Yeah. Or is it, yeah, yeah. Wanting, to, wanting to be different? For me, I reckon it's been the opposite. I reckon when I was younger, I was a lot better saver than I am now. And I reckon mm. a lot of that is because of what I've been telling myself, especially over the last couple of years, that... Um, I don't know when I was yeah that I that I deserve (laughs) it because when I was when I was younger you know like moving out of home at 21 first job like living away Mm. earning you know shit all I didn't really have much choice and it amazes me a not only that I was able to live on that but I was able to still put money away and saves too and I reckon Mm. the more money as I've gotten older job by job by job the more money and financial freedom I've actually had the more I've allowed myself to go oh well I I toughed it. I did the hard yard. So now yeah. I'm going to have a break. Yep. I've earned this. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to tr- you know, treat yourself. And that has kind of extended. And I probably haven't saved a cent in probably over two years. That mentality has gone on from it being a let's just take it easy for six months to it keep going and going and going. And the more mm. it goes, the more you avoid it. Yeah. And I think, look, this is a great time to be having this conversation because the new year is a great time to reset. Um, and to have a look at those things, like and we do an exercise with um, with people that we see for the first time, where we look at your money value, and we ask the questions: What do you think is good when it comes to money? What do you think is bad? What do you think is okay? And start to understand those money messages you're carrying, because if you're unconsciously carrying, and you've both told me um, one that you are then you can't do anything about it until you face it. Mm. And once you face it and you acknowledge that's your money message, then you can start to do something about it. It's funny um, because for somebody that felt like I grew up with not a lot of money, I always was able to do what I wanted. Yeah. I've always yeah. travelled. I bought my own car, my first car. Like I've, you know, I've never really lacked. And it's funny because I think if you have that emotional plan for yourself – so it might not be a savings account for a rainy day because that doesn't work for me. But in my subconscious way, I think I kind of went, oh, I'm going to get money for this because I'm passionate about getting that mm-hmm. to happen. That's when it's happened for me. Do you know what I mean? So yep, I've kind of gone, oh, I want a car. So now I'm going to save because I'm saving for a car. Mm. I'm not just going to save for that because you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. rather than just yep. being this gold star human that mm. saves for fucking nothing because your parents told yeah. you that's what you do. So, mm. so Melissa, being... Um, I don't know as as kind of wise as you are in this area. Do you reckon that? Do you reckon that one tip is? I don't know. Just have a thought process around what that money message is first to then decide where you need to move and make a bit of change and what to face. Yes, yeah, figure out what your money message is, and sometimes doing a thirty day detox will help you figure that out. So thirty days of no spending, uh, like not buying anything new, and starting to figure out those habits and those thought processes around. Huh? What do I tell myself? when it comes to money, just from my unconscious behaviours. And once you address that, then you can start to talk and act and have a different plan. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, there's mm. so much. I'm like, if I see like a, 
I'm really bad at buying cheap clothes because I'm like, yeah, oh, they're cheap. Like, oh, cheap. But then they all yeah. add up. And then at the end of the uh-huh. day, I have a cupboard full of things that aren't very good and falling apart and then no yeah. really solid things because although I'm like, spend it, spend it, and, you know, 20 here, 30 here, 50 here, 15 here, all adds up to the same amount. Mm-hmm. I, I still tell myself I don't deserve the $300 thing even though it adds up to the same amount as I'm spending anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. And I moved past that. And, and I moved past that and got to the $300 thing and then I just throw it in the washing machine and ruin it. So right no, I, no. I got, I, I've, I've, I clocked that bit and now I'm fucking up the new bit. Like, fucking hell. We were all sitting at dinner the other night with Christy's boyfriend. We were trying to analyse ourselves. Actually, Zane was so lovely because he was like, nah, you're not being that hard on yourself. He's like, you're being really hard on yourself because I was like, I'm sabotaging my life. Like I was like, I go and buy these expensive things because I feel like, well, not even expensive, but just something quality instead of the cheapies because I want to mm. keep it. And then I'm fucking throwing it in the washing machine and not thinking about it. Am I sabotaging yeah. my life? And he was like, you're just not thinking about it because you're rushed, Stacey. That's it. <laughs> yeah. like, and I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. why you need a boy's perspective sometimes. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you overthink it. You're not sabotaging your life because you threw something in the wash, but it's more a question of <laughs> what did I, did I value that thing in the first place? Yeah, that's so a very that good point. To me? That's mm. a very good point. You are not a boy at all. No. <laughs> no. But I'm also someone that loves fashion, but I also know, I don't know, like just because you can – doesn't mm. mean you might value some. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, $300 dress. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Okay, f- yeah. Philly's gone off. Let's move on. All right. Reckon the thinker girls are oversharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Can I just put a bra on first? See what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. I want to talk about how you've encouraged me to free the freckle. Woohoo! When I was younger... Um, you know when you remember things that you people you would do things in maybe year seven or year eight in like for me I went to a Catholic school so it was often like development classes like religion like religion as a as a um like the class would turn into a bit of a development thing like they didn't Bible preach to you a lot it was more yeah. like self development and thinking about yourself well, yeah, and class, doing all of that stuff they called it ethics oh. Yeah, so a similar thing where they'd be like, mm. do unto others as you would do unto, or whatever the oh. line is, and then they'd kind of put that into real life terms instead of just the Bible stuff. In the, um, in the I don't know, some of the questionnaires you'd get about yourself, one of them would be, what could, if you could change anything, what would it be? And I'd be like, my freckles. Really? <laughs> yeah, I hated my freckles. Um, and I don't know why. 
why? It's weird. I don't know because no, they I'm were with just you. something that yeah. I suppose weren't encouraged. I always hated mine yeah. too. And then yeah, as I, I hated mine. As I got older, they represented white skin, mm. like really pale mm. white, and I hated that because I wanted to be tanned. Mm. And then, um, and then now, more recently, it was funny because I'd kind of got a bit over wanting to cover everything up all the time, especially because in this job we really. Um, we really put a lot of makeup on every day for work because mm. of, our, you know, filming and things. Um, and then I got to that place pretty naturally. And then one day you said to me, I don't know if I had makeup on or a little makeup. You were like, I really like your face when you can see your freckles. Mm, and I, I went and looked at my face and I think I'd started to like it too, but I needed someone else mm. to say it. Mm. And now I find myself trying to bring them out. Mm. How weird. I think that's, that's so lovely. good. It's so nice. Yeah. And they do look really, really good on you. It's funny. It's funny this kind of... Because I'm working with them too. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think for a long mm. time when you try and hide them or you work against them, you're not bringing them out. So therefore they just look like these covered up little faded dots. Like Lindsay Lohan. Whereas the way it... she's always on Instagram doing the face tune and then doing it over her face, but then not her arms. But it's I really think random. the beautiful part Ooh. of her is her freckles often. And so do I. So I really have dro- like really drawn in my eyebrows to make them really prominent and we'll try and do a fair bit of bronzer, but then that's kind of it. Mm. And so I'm trying Ooh. to maybe do like browns around my eyes so it they are, are highlighted as opposed to pushed away it's just comes back to that same thing about your looks that you know and I know it's so cliche and I know we go on about it and I'm sure you've heard it a thousand billion trillion times when people talk about loving yourself but the more you embrace the bits about yourself the more you'll look how you want to look mm-hmm. does that make sense so like you kind of constantly try and compromise too. with yourself and it's just yeah I don't know you don't end up getting anywhere because you're kind of in the middle mm. But it's confidence as well, I think, because there comes a point where you realise you don't want to be like everyone else um, and there are bits about you that are super attractive and they're unique to you. So why shouldn't you embrace them? I love that you're embracing the freckles. It's funny because that that struck a bit to me because I think a lot of people, and I would have called myself a confident person, but I think this year... I've really gone to a deeper level with my true self. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like Mm. I've got a good idea of what my persona is and what my personality is probably from the exterior. But to have real true conversations about who I really am, who I was when I was a little Mm. girl, who I am when I'm my absolute most vulnerable, comfiest, those kinds of conversations I've had with myself for the very first Mm. time as an adult. I reckon I might have had them when I was a bit younger, but as an adult, as a woman, I suppose – I've really started to not just embrace, not not even not even near embracing it, really bringing it out. I think the thing is, all of that stuff, as you say, is so interconnected and so interlinked. Yeah. And I think sometimes, sometimes shit just happens. Um, and you kind of go, oh, that's so random. You know, like I'll say to you, I love your freckles. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, fuck, yeah, I'll stop wearing as much <laughs> as stop wearing as much um, foundation. I'll just, you know, put a little bit of bronzer on or whatever. But I think, like you say, that process is a bigger one and a more rounded one. Mm. You probably already kind of started doing that yourself and then it all kind of ties in a neat bow and then sometimes not until you look back and you go, eh, 
That makes a lot of sense now that I think mm. about what I've been yeah, focusing and, on now. And often it starts to make sense when I talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. You have <laughs> like, this, like, like, click I don't even think about the fact that the freckles had anything to do with all of this stuff. But uh-huh. I did it on air even a few weeks ago about how I'm so sick of hiding that I love the colour pink and mm. just a few other little things that I reckon mm. I've somehow buried for some reason. I don't know why. Did you Do you remember for any reason in particular why as a young girl? Or a little person you didn't like them because I know for me, I've got one side of my family, my dad's side, the Merce Society is um more, more you know fair, you know a few of the chicks on that side are like quite overweight, big, you know freckles, and then my mum's side they're all like really slight, beautiful, dark tan skin, dark hair, dark eyes, and I've got a brother and a sister, and they've got the most beautiful, stunning golden skin that it goes like gold in the sun, and I remember growing up, my mum's really dark and my dad's a bit fairer and out of the three kids I was the one with the fair freckly skin and the other two are this gorgeous golden colour and my mum still to this day and my boyfriend's heard it and we have this funny line between us now where, he, where my mum was would always say oh Christy you've got more Mercer skin see how your skin's more fair and you go all burn and you've got the freckles whereas Ash and Paul they've got the nicer my side oh. they've got the nice woodman skin it's and so forever it's cool on you say this because I've just, just in this first moment realised that I reckon I was compared to my cousin. Yeah, see? Dang. It's funny. she's always been the little tan girl and we were three weeks apart. I don't have a sister, mm. but I've never thought of us being compared because we were so different. Mm. But I reckon you've hit the nail on the head there. Yep. I reckon I, reckon I would have heard people talk yep. about her favourably. Yep. And, and sometimes you don't even so realise it as a kid or like, well, come no, here, clearly. you need to put, you know, that annoying thing where mum's putting sun cream over your face when you're at the pool with your friends and like, you know, the, uh, my brother and sister would never need to wear as much as I did or like I would burn more or like come sit in the shade and I'd be like, fuck, I resented that I had that kind mm. of skin and I didn't have the nice skin like them. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it was, I reckon it was my cousin. Absolutely, because she was the um, she was also the tomboy country girl. Could just run around with the boys, be tanned. Do you know what I mean? Like everything I wasn't. Everything Mm. I wasn't. I was Mm. the city girl that was girly girl bookworm that wanted to read Babysitters Club inside. You know. Oh man, very very different. That's funny. It is funny. Um, I love that you've got them out too, P.S. Yeah. yeah. People are drawing them on left, right and centre. So I yeah. mean, we've got to embrace them. Sure. Mm. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Shame on you. <laughs> Jokes. Hit up thinkergirl.com.au. I was joking. Seriously. I want to talk about fights and how they're supposed to, well, supposedly a neg thing. When in fact, I think sometimes they can be really good. And I had a, a, quite a big fight with my man earlier this week. That has been very, very positive. <laughs> and I reckon a lot of the time people get defensive about how much they fight because I, I sometimes notice myself saying it here and there, just randomly. If people ask or Zane or this and that, I'll be like, oh, we never fight, as if it's like this badge of honour because you don't. Mm. And um, I reckon there there are plenty of plenty of times where we could have easily had a fight and then part of me is like, no, 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 no. And you push it down and you think, don't worry about it. It's not worth it because it's like, God forbid that you would have an argument to sort out or say something that's been on your mind. Mm. And mm. I reckon with this kind of new-ish approach, especially in the last few months that I've been kind of taking with myself and with other relationships in my life, including with him, I don't know, I'm just more mindful and just more aware of um, how I 
react and what I say and what I keep inside and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I've been feeling, it's pretty heavy, but I've been feeling lately like he just has completely forgotten about me and doesn't really give a fuck about me. And I know that that's like really going extreme, but that's how I felt. And it comes out in these all these little ways where I'll be like, say like little spiteful, um, passive aggressive mm. things where I'm like, Oh, you you used to do this for me and you never do it anymore or I'll do something for him and you know I oh, I'll come back from the servo it's stupid small stuff where I'll be like I got you a surprise which hand and I bought a friend and I'm like you never do stuff like this for me like these little digs where I have noticed it in this like nasty way that it comes out and I'm like nah it's that's got to stop. Yeah, because you don't like yourself doing I that. I hate Who it. wants to be and that I f- person? And it's gross when you feel yourself and you're aware of yourself as you're doing it and you're like, yuck, but you still do oh, it yeah, anyway. You go in. Yeah, yeah, I was, and I do. I go in hard. Even little things like, you know, when we have sex or those kind of things or, or when we don't, and I'll be like, oh, lol, remember when we used to have sex? Because I know, <laughs> especially for him being a guy, I'm like, that'll get to him. And mm. that's evil. That like, But I feel like, oh, well, how else will he know otherwise? And and I've been justifying it to myself. But anyway, the other night, randomly, and it came out from the fact that I always have to do stuff that we – I plan the stuff that we do together. So if we ever do go out for dinner on a weekend or have a holiday away or book flights to go interstate to visit family or anything that we ever, ever, ever do within our relationship, that's completely carried and left up to me. And I just had enough of it the other day. And I was nagging him and leaving notes everywhere and then, you know, had been that passive aggressive self that I was talking about where I was like, you never do anything, you never book holidays, I'm bloody sick of it and all this stuff. And then I brought it up the other night when I got home because I was like, just so you know, the way I've been feeling and the way I've been acting is because of this. And at first he got super defensive and was like, got his back up. And he was like, you're always nagging me. And I'm trying to do the best I can for, you know, my business. And just because I'm putting time into that and not putting it into you, you can't take that personally. And we ended up like having a bit of a yelling match, screaming at each other. But then when we got past that layer that I think I've been avoiding and avoiding through mm. the passive aggressive stuff because I'm like, I can't be fucked fighting. So then you've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off and then it blows up. Once we got past that initial stage that I reckon we've both been avoiding, we actually had a proper conversation about how we've really been feeling. And I, it was so good. And in the end, we were kind of both got a bit teary and it was really nice because I was like, oh my God, well, now this makes sense. And he said the same thing to me. He's like, well, now this makes sense. You've been feeling like that. And I feel like a prick and that's awful. And I'm sorry. And I'll try and all this kind of stuff. And I, after that, things this week have been really, really, really good. That there've been little things where I haven't have to, to nag about because they're, they're more of a deeper thing than me just being like, pull your weight. We have to do 50-50 kind of vibes mm. where he's like, she's feeling like, all I ever do is put time into myself and my business and then all kind of love and care and time and energy that goes into our relationship. I, I'm i the only – and I felt like that. I'm the only one that is doing that. It sounds like, Melissa, even how similar to how you were saying with the what you're going to save for. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind ah, of idea. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, mm. like, it's like linked because I don't know where I got that thought, but I felt like there was a connection there just because of um, – that choice, I suppose, that choice yeah. of being able to choose the love and the good stuff. Mm. Yeah, and you guys have chosen to have 
an, an amazing communication around something that's super important. And all you've done is work out, is, is figured out this is what's important to us rather than just unconsciously continuing behaving a certain way and not acknowledging this is actually what's going on. Like this is the message behind it. I agree completely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and also what's important to you. And then he says what's important to him. And that's the, that's the big, I guess the fear and the risk about long-term relationships is that you have to yeah. have those conversations again. And there is always going to be the chance that, that those are not the same. Mm. And that's where mm. people part ways. Like yeah. that's, and that's yeah. why I think they should, because, unfortunately for a lot of people's you know broken hearts or dreams of how the world works I don't think all relationships are supposed to be forever yeah I agree and so if you both come up and you're both saying yeah I hear you I want this I want that we've got to find a way for both of us to get it Mm. then there is that is the point of being in a relationship because you have common values or you have common plans yeah and I think I think sometimes to get to that those those bigger deeper conversations I think a lot of the time you put them off because you're told and society says that fighting is a bad thing and I reckon that but that both of us have been you know harboring those thoughts and feelings yet both of us have gone it's not worth it CBF having a fight but I reckon I reckon sometimes fights like that one that in the end become became more of a discussion after the fighting I was like I reckon sometimes they can be such fights Fighting can be a positive thing because the people that you can be fucked, you know, getting through the fighting stage for are the ones that really mean something and that are worth it. Because there have been plenty of people that I could have had a fight with in my life that I haven't because I can't really be bothered. Well, I think that's – and I think I've always said that. I've said the biggest biggest compliment can be – and I've even had to say this to our producer, our radio producer lately, is that not that we fight, but it's like when, you know, a lot of people take conflict – that it's necessarily a bad thing. But for me, Mm. especially if I'm kind of pushing or trying to get to a place that isn't where we currently sit, that's the biggest compliment you can get. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think you're worth fighting for. Exactly. So I think conflict can be a great thing. If you're, if it's going to take you from where you are now to where you want to be, it can be great Mm. if it's done really well. Yeah. Mm. So true. Mm. You can find Melissa Brown on Facebook at The Money Bar, B-A-R-R-E, or on Twitter at Mel Brown with an E underscore. And you can also check out her website, melissabrown.com.au. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been really insightful and very different. We haven't done something like this, which I, I feel a bit naughty for, but I think it's no. really good that we got you on the show. I love that you girls are talking about money. It's so exciting. This is It's about having better conversations about money and not just talking about property or you know that's the that's the simple stuff having a real honest conversation about money fantastic and the, yeah. emo- the emotional involvement it's really eye-opening yeah. especially for chicks too thanks so much mm. melissa no worries bye girl bye chick thanks bye coming up next week on thinker girl the podcast katrina millersvich joins us on the show social media i am a little a a little intimidated by it b a little over it and c i really want to know what possesses people to pretend to be someone else were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more the girls are chitty chatting away on facebook snapchat and instagram you can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.